And now, Pogtendo presents Side Quest Cinema. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now seeing another stage of human evolution. This summer, the future is here. There is a war coming. Are you sure you're on the right side? guys welcome to the potato podcast uh just a sideshow so we're doing this here we're looking at all of the x-men movies why i had a really fun time as mick one of the co-hosts who's joined by my other co-host tyson cool uh had a really fun time talking about the x-men we did kind of like a previously on x-men we went back and we uh played a bunch of games that kind of just i don't know invigorated me to want to get back into this right uh these with these movies with these characters that i've kind of been part of my childhood they've been part of my life i've loved the comics the games the action figures the movies let's talk about them let's gush a little bit right uh, take a little bit of a break from doing our big overarching retrospectives on certain video games right uh, and just kind of i don't know Keep it a little more low-key. So that's what we're doing. We're doing side quest cinemas this year of the X-Men movies. Yeah, yeah, should be a lot of fun. This is a franchise we love and uh, got a bunch of movies. So let's talk about it. It's going to be very similar how this movie series plays out very... Uh, the contrast to this in X- or Star Wars. Very similar. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, the way we kind of have, laid, have them laid out and we're going to talk about them. Very much like uh, Star Wars. Cool. There you go. So X-Men, yeah. though. Is what we're starting with today. Good times. Uh, release date of this bad boy, July 14th, 2000. Runtime was 104 minutes. The budget was $75 million. At the box office, we saw $296.3 million being brought in. We, the director was Brian Singer. It was produced by Lauren Schuler, Donner, and Ralph Winter. The cast includes Patrick Stewart, Sir Patrick Stewart, Hugh Jackman, Sir Ian McKellen, Halle Berry, Famke Johnson, James Marston, Ray Park, Rebecca Romaine, and Anna Paquin. A pretty solid, pretty solid cast. Like uh, on uh, paper, yes. Yes, yes, that is very true statement. <laughs> like, like, uh, not like recast. I don't like recasting things, but if I was to move a couple people around, you know, there's one or two. Oh people boy! That, oh yeah. boy! Would we? <laughs> oh boy! Would we? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh jeez! Yeah, that's that's it. This these these shows apparently move really fast. Like we get right into development details, then we're into the plots already. Yep. I guess. Well, side this one, uh, it's kind of a time saver for us because we're usually strapped for for our budgetary hours. But uh, yeah, so so last year, uh, I mean, pulling back the curtains, we've done Final Fantasy VII. We looked at all the like the Zelda sixty four, so Ocarina and Majora's Mask. We did these big kind of uh, retrospectives that kind of looked in it. It took a lot of time. And again, I kind of just needed a little bit of a break, I think, just to see how this went, right? Movie series, they're faster, and they're also kind of easier to consume. Like, I go back often and listen to our side quest cinemas versus, like, our numbered shows, unless it's, like, a show I really enjoy or a game that series that kind of speaks to me, right? So these are because they seem a little bit you know, faster, more cool, right? Yeah, and they're just popcorn movies. Yeah. So you just, like, I mean, they're not big thought provoking stuff but i think it's kind of faithful to well the first one is a little faithful to the 
to the source material. And I like a lot of the touches that they've done. So. Very much so. And who knows? Uh, some of our other side quest cinemas that we randomly throw out there, sometimes they get popular. And I mean, maybe X-Men are in the MCU at some point this year. We, oh, we don't. There, we, we do know that there's uh, X-Men 97 yep. that's coming out. So that should, should be November, I think. So there you go. Look at that. Look at the tie-ins that we do. Man, look at yeah. this chilling out for nobody. Uh, development details of this fun game, or this fun movie. So this is the very first one. 22 years ago it came out. Doesn't seem like it's that old, right? Gosh, no. But uh, you know what? Hugh Jackman still looks still looks the exact same age. Yeah, good for him. He did well for himself. All right. So, uh, development, so a screenplay was written in 1984, but nothing came of it. Bob Hoskins was considered for Wolverine and Angela Bassett as Storm. Due to legal issues, the film uh, rights and bankruptcy, this film was never greenlit. Fox was impressed by the success of the cartoon series and purchased the movie rights in 1994. The script would see the X-Men fighting the Brotherhood, while Sentinels attacked kind of both groups. Uh, the script originally would focus on Wolverine and Cyclops' rivalry and would be uh, imp- and would have implicated Magneto as the cause of Chernobyl. Neat. Singer was finally given the director's chair after his work on Alien Resurrection. That's why we know we have a great movie on our hands because they looked at Alien Resurrection and they're like, that, that's, that's it. That's the image we have for X-Men. Can we get another one of those? What, Alien Resurrections? Apparently. Really? <laughs> you know, God, no. But oh, that's see. what Fox was thinking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can we get another one of those? So, uh, Singer worked a lot with Josh Whedon. One of the issues I've heard with Alien Resurrection as well as this movie is Whedon's script wasn't directed well uh so there are some scenes in like alien resurrections that kind of fall flat like the 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 jokes fall flat it's kind of shown in this too like the the scene where storm spoiler uh shoots toad or whatever and she's like what what happens to a toad when he's struck by lightning everything else and then the lightning bolt happens it's supposed to be do you know what happens to a toad that gets struck by lightning and then she shoots the lightning and then she's just kind of like same as everything else, dummy, and then walks away. You know, like it's supposed to be more playful and jovial, more more of like kind of like the Josh Whedon Buffy Avengers style scripts. But apparently, it was just filmed. What <laughs> Brian Singer's Brian Singer's a bad director? No, no. come on, he, he worked Alien on Resurrection. He worked on Alien <laughs> Resurrection. That was a classic. All right. So while well, work on the script, this current script began in 1996. The budget was set at around 60 million dollars. Although I've heard uh, it was set a little bit higher when Singer was brought on, and there was executives at Fox that wanted this project to basically fail, so they just scrapped the budget, thinking, "Ah, oh, that'll wreck this franchise, and then we never have to think about superheroes ever again." Uh, Rogue was going to be the main character since her powers was uh, most symbolic of alienation. Uh, Magneto's con- uh, conversion of all the world's leaders is reminiscent of how Constantine's conversion of Christianity ended the Christian persecutions in the Roman Empire. I guess that makes sense. Hugh Jackman actually wasn't the first choice for Wolverine. They wanted Russell Crowe. He turned it down, but he recommended Jackman for the role. They then hired Doug Ray Scott, uh, but he ended up having a conflict since he was filming Mission Impossible 2 and the filming was going really long. So the, Jackman was actually brought in three weeks into the filming process. Hence why, if you kind of notice with that in mind to watch this movie, his physique changes throughout the movie. He's fit, 
but he starts lifting weights. So like randomly there's a scene where he's just like scrawny Hugh Jackman. And the next one he's got like big shoulders already. And you're like, oh, that's weird. And the next scene he's skinny again. And you're like, this is very inconsistent without your shirt on. Uh, David Hayter, yes, Solid Snake, worked as singer's assistant and fought to keep Wolverine's backstory. Oh, and then uh, some elements were changed and altered. Uh, that is why Jean Grey has Beast's medical training. So she becomes Dr. Jean Grey and as a doctor because Beast was supposed to be in this movie, but they're just like, eh, just smush turd Beast together. That'll get you a nice, clean, easy way of saving us from making a blue hairy guy. Cool. Yeah, that's a budget. We don't want to deal with, Do we deal with masks? No, 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 we don't. Do we deal with CGI? No, no, no. we don't. Just cut it out. It's so... Fine complaints but, of this movie of like oh the cgi they, isn't great or like ah oh, the budget like they they were very limited like why does cyclops sit in some scenes and he's just like laser blast and you kind of like don't see what happens <laughs> well they literally like we can't pay to show that so oh well let's, we'll just move on yeah yeah and unfortunately that's kind of some of the problems with this um also but no props for david hater um keeping the canadian backstory in because what they're what what they're like in Dawson City, but like somewhere in in northern Alberta, and you're like, cool, yeah, very cool. Very, very. <laughs> I was like I was like northern Alberta, kind of. I was like that's kind of almost where I live, kind of, sort of. Yep, yep. So we yep. have a bit more infrastructure than a Dawson. single yeah. pub <laughs> with a cage, metal cage in it. So we have two pubs with two cages. Boom, double cage match. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes there's ladders and chairs involved. But. Ooh, oh, oh my. Uh, so the plot summary. So now that we know kind of the backstory of this movie, did I explain that well enough? Do you have any questions uh, with anything that I read or uh, the side tangents I went on? I would have loved a Bob Hoskins Wolverine movie. In the 80s, he did kind of fit the bill. Like, you know, like think a, a, a bit more of a fit Super Mario. He's kind of he's kind of got the gruff attitude. He's quite hairy. He's supposed to be stocky, right? Like, Wolverine has never been the bodybuilder Hugh Jackman, right? He's always been mm. short and stocky, grumpy. Yes, right? yes. Yeah. Well, it he's like a he's like five four or whatever in the mm. comics. He's this tiny little dude. That's why it's like throw me. It's like whenever him and um, Colossus get together, it's just like yeah, because Colossus can just throw this tiny little man. <laughs> it's just little. little guy, so. <laughs> All right. So the plot summary: uh, Potteros, Potendos. Terrible plot summary, I should might add. Don't don't expect a good one. Lots of podcasts I, I've listened to. Uh, only one. I only listen to one about this. Uh, just kind of help, like, as part of my research. And they go, like, beat for beat. And they tell little jokes and stories. No, that's not what we do here. We just give you a one bland, blatant, terrible plot summary. And then we kind of uh, talk about other things. <laughs> so, uh, Ma Magneto and the Evil Mutants want to capture Wolverine, who has just recently adopted Rogue. Luckily, the Good Mutants show up and save the day. Magneto turns a senator into a mutant, has Mystique trick Rogue into leaving the X-Mansion, and eliminates Xavier with some ink. He then captures Rogue, uh, who he really wanted all along. Uh, and it's up to the X-Men to head to the Statue of Liberty to fight the bad guys, save Rogue, and stop Magneto from turning all the world's leaders into mutants. And I was like, yeah. I, I, I forgot something. No, that's that's pretty much everything. Yep. Nope, yeah. Yep. There's a. Yeah. No. It's this as far as stories concerned. It's not really in depth. No. But it's a. Uh, yeah. I mean, it does what it needs to do, introducing a the, a wider audience to the X Men because it is kind of a. 
a weird concept that, that all these people have just these superpowers. But I don't know. I, I, I mean, I already know about X-Men, but for someone like, let's say, mom or dad, it's like they probably don't know who Wolverine is. But uh, Rudimentarily, rudimentary, they, 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 they know who they are through like vicariously watching an episode of the cartoon or like buying a toy or something. Right. But like they don't understand the nuance of all the characters. And that's kind of like they're just being like, you just have to deal with it. Right. Now, this is, again, 2000. We've seen not a lot of comic book hero movies at this point right like there's the really bad captain america movie from the the 80s and 90s the 90s there weren't a lot of them uh spider-man with toby Maguire was two two years away at this point we've had blade blade was kind of successful but again that's it we have blade everything other <laughs> yeah than that, but that's more of a vampire movie than a superhero movie people probably don't even know he's a freaking comic book hero right like yeah. you know what i mean like it is very few and far between marvel i'm pretty sure filed for bankruptcy and that's why they started selling off the rights to a lot of their characters hence why they lost the rights to x-men mute it was kind of fox owned right uh so and spider-man and spider-man yeah, yeah, like, sony yeah. yeah like you know what i mean like it, it, this comes from a world where the mcu is still decades away almost right like or at, at least what a decade away probably uh, if not more right so it, it it's different so so we'll, we'll take it with a grain of salt but storytelling uh, that's one of the sections we like to do here for some reason. I don't know why. I think at some point we were trying to be more of a traditional thing, and then we realized that we're both just kind of like goofballs. And we kind of just rolled more with the goofball and make jokes rather than this. Anyway, storytelling. Introduction. So we're meeting Rogue, uh, Wolverine, and the X-Men. Okay, so the inciting incident is Sabretooth trying to obtain Rogue. The rising action is uncovering Megiddo's plan, Rogue just dealing, and the Senator thing. The climax is the battle at the Statue of Liberty, and the conclusion is stopping Magneto and Mystique posing as a senator. Okay, all right. Uh, then the film's major overarching themes, we have fear of the other, bigotry, racism, radicalization, and changing the natural order. Yep. Well, I mean, the whole Senator Kelly scenes is essentially him just expositioning how he's a bigoted dick. Um and it's like, yeah. yeah, but there's, yeah, but there's kids. He's like, yeah, but I just see it as a weapons issue. And it just like keeps drilling it back down to mm-hmm. that. And as soon as he's off the phone, it's like, what? what oh, like, oh, it's going to be a close call. He's like, a- anytime it's a controversial thing, it's always going to be a close call. It's like, it's like, this guy is just such an asshole. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's so the biggest problem. We won't get into the review yet. But one of the issues is this isn't a black and white movie and they make it very black and white right uh there are things yeah right if people were born and had the ability to become a nuclear bomb that's something that maybe the government should deal with right uh 100 like even in senator senator kelly's like well this girl can walk through walls what's stopping her from walking into a bank and robbing it or like walk into a vault and i'm like well i mean she can't like the money's stuck in there. She can't take it with her. But yeah, she could go into the vault, open the door. And you're right. Like, what are we doing about that? If that's a, a reality in this world, right? Yeah. And then there's just like, unfortunately, the poor people that just can't, that don't have those kind of mega powers that just kind of like, um, like Toad, who just seems to have a long tongue and is yeah. a goof, goofy character. Yeah. But it's like... Uh, it's, just, now, it, it's weird yeah. but it's like yeah you can see both sides of the argument but at the same time it's like they are just people but it's I mean I and I even kind of look at um, Professor X who's yes he does 
bring all these kids to help like mm-hmm. like have a safe environment to live and everything but at the same time he doesn't really get to like I don't know. I, I, he, he rubs me the wrong way, but maybe we should just get into this. Yeah, let's. So again, I'm treating this as you haven't seen, you haven't heard a pod, uh, side quest cinema for a while. Uh, maybe Lord of the Rings, right? So like we do them periodically, but not a lot. So we'll, we'll rudimentary, I'll, I'll talk us through it. We'll go a little bit slower, maybe, you know, make sure we, we catch everybody up. People know where we're going. So we're getting into the review right now. Uh, we have kind of five segments. Uh, we're going to start out though with our favorite part. So I like to start with a nice positive. So I said, what is your favorite part of the original X Men movie? Um, I think it's... Do you have a history with this? How about we do that? Let's talk. Like, what is your... Do you remember this movie coming out? What is your kind of backstory with this movie? Yeah, I definitely remember it coming out. Okay. Um, I don't remember if we saw it in theaters or whatever. Um, I think we but did. Yeah, I think we we kind of did. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty cool. I, I, I think I loved it. Like, I mean, we both loved X-Men growing up. And this one was like... I don't remember any of the trailers or anything like that. But I remember... I remember all the dumb jokes, like, what do they call you, wheels? Oh, dumb jokes. That was the best part of the movie. <laughs> uh, and then the, just like him, or Wolverine flipping off Cyclops, and Cyclops just like laughing about it by the end. It's like... He's stealing. He's stealing my material. Yeah, it's, because that's like, these are, these are some of the, that's, I guess, some of my favorite parts, is those little character moments between, like, they really nailed that, the interaction between Oh, some, I see, characters. you're now, in the, you're, you're not answering your history, you're, you're answering, what's your favorite part? Yeah, well, okay, I, okay. I kind of went into my history a okay. bit, like, I, I don't remember watching it, but uh, I remember, I definitely remember watching it, but I don't remember if it was in theater or not. We wouldn't regularly go to the movies where we lived, uh, well, until probably sometime after 2000. Normally, we when we went to visit our grandparents, there was like a cheap movie theater. We'd see tons of movies then, right? Because for like 10 bucks, you could send... For 20 bucks, you could send a kid to watch five movies, right? So like that was an after... That was like two days of entertainment for us. Anyways, I think we saw it there, and I know we had it on VHS. Uh, but then on that, like I didn't go out of my way to watch anything else. I know I saw Spider-Man in the movie theaters, but like I missed the second one. I saw the second one on DVD years later, right? So it, it wasn't one of those things that, yeah, we were going. Uh, so Tyson does enjoy kind of the interactions with the characters. For myself, uh, obviously, it's Aaron Taggers' appearance in as the MC of the cage match. And you're like, who? Uh, you probably know him better as Professor Vink from the Are You Afraid of the Dark series. And since he's my favorite, it's my favorite show ever, obviously... It, it's my favorite scene and it's actually pretty accurate because he does play like one of the MCs of the cage matches that we have here in Alberta. He does it super well. Like his performance is exactly the energy that those guys bring in those kind of cage matches in one of our two bars. Uh, and that's why it's my favorite. Just kidding. But that's a random person. I was like, Oh, Hey, that guy. And I'm pretty sure he's Canadian. So that's definitely, they were just did an actor call one day and he showed up. So good for him. Uh, my actual answer is the train station sequence. So, uh, Rogue goes to the train station. It's obviously a ploy to get her away from the X Men. And that there's a scene where they're sitting on the train, and all of a sudden the train stops, and the back end of it just rips apart. Magneto comes in. He grabs Wolverine. He's able to hold him because he has an adamantium skeleton. Uh, and then finally, as he's about to leave, he shoots all the guns and Presser X has to stop all these bullets with his head. And there's just like spiraling on this one uh, police officer's face. I think that for my money, that is the best sequence. So kind of from the train being ripped apart to the bullet scenes, I realize that limited budgets, the fight scenes and action scenes don't really 
land well, but this is, it's tense, it's well-directed, uh, it's visually, it's, it's, I think it's quite incredible. It shows off just kind of the magnitude of the powers of kind of the, the weird people that we're going to be watching for the rest of this movie series. Uh, I think that's really well done, and if I'm going to go back and watch something, it's going to be that train sequence, that, or the train station sequence. I think that's, that's, that's probably my favorite part of this movie. Yeah, that one definitely stands out. That mm-hmm. one's very like iconic as the stopping the bullets. And because uh, he also is like testing Professor X because he's like is controlling mm-hmm. Sabretooth and is choking him. Yeah, so, is, is plotting is 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 stopping my plot worth casualties, right? Like what it, it's we're in a war. What is what is the cost of doing business? Right. So it, it, it tells you a lot about the characters too, their vast relationships. Uh, it's a good sequence. Uh, I also do enjoy, I do enjoy Wolverine flipping uh, Cyclops off. I enjoy the wheels. So if those are your favorite parts, I actually really enjoy those too. Yeah. They're, they're solid. They're yeah. like, you know what? Those, those jokes, they actually land and yeah. I appreciate that. Sweet. So obviously I did this next part. So this is the most notable scene or part of the movie, our next category. Uh, and this just kind of, yeah, I've seen this movie for a while, right off the cuff. What do you like? What do you remember? Uh, is it the concentration camp opening? That's a you want to talk about real fucking shit about human oppression and oppressing groups of people. There you go. Like, whew, oh boy, uh, pulling the gate apart. Uh, Rogue's reaction, just that visceral take that Anna Paquin gives when after she takes uh, Bobby's life or whatever the kids. I don't think it's Bobby. Mm, or it's is it Billy. Billy? I think it's Billy. Billy. So she takes Billy's life and like her, just her like freaking out as her mom goes to touch her. Like get away from me! Like it, it's done really well. Like say what you want about Anna Paquin. It when she's given something to do, I think she's got some pretty good chops on her. Uh, Wolverine's claws coming out of his hands the first time, right? Like does it hurt every single time? Like that's still. I always think about that. Anytime I see Wolverine's claws, like those probably hurt. Uh, what do they call you? Wheels. Mystique's costume. Uh, Hugh Jackson's performance, pretty good, right? He does that pretty well. Uh, Sir Patrick Stewart versus Sir McKellen. We, I don't think we've seen that before. I don't think we'll ever see that kind of acting chops again. But like, this is like a comic book movie, and we get to see two of the greatest actors going up against it. The fight of the Statue of Liberty, that weird flip Wolverine has, where he like cuts off one of the tips of her crown. I always think of that too. There's no yellow spandex, and then the the, the train part. So tearing the train apart, controlling Wolverine, or stopping the bullets. So Tyson, what? What part of the movie kind of has stayed with you all these years before and you rewatched it for the podcast? Um, I think it's just Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Every time he's on the screen, he just like capt is captivating. He's very like you can see why he he was the standout. Like, I mean, it's funny to think that they started this movie and he came in mm-hmm. like after the fact. It's like, man, this movie without him is, I, I think, a pretty flat movie because. You want to talk Everybody, about like just yeah. what ifs? What what if Wolverine? What if he wasn't? What if they did go with Doug Ray Scott? Right? What if Mission Impossible two uh, finished filming early enough and he was able to come in? You'd be like, uh, like, what does his career look like? Right? Um. Yeah, we probably wouldn't have the like him coming back maybe for Deadpool three or whatever the heck it is. Um. Yeah, it's just it's weird. We probably wouldn't have got Logan because I, I I literally think that the reason why this this movie is so like holds up is because of him. There's every scene that he's in, he's nailing it. He's I don't, I don't know if he did his research, but it feels like mm-hmm. he really like embodies the whole Logan attitude. Um, but it's ugh, my goodness. There's and there's some performances in this. 
So I'm I'm ready to get on to my least favorite okay. part of this. There you movie. go. You could hear it. You could hear the my cynical uh, co-host coming out. It was it was seething. You could you could feel it coming out. He was want to gush. So now we have to be. We were positive. We talked about what we loved or what we liked. You know, we talked about the fun parts, the parts you remember. I don't think I gave mine. <laughs> uh, what what stands out the most? Yeah, what's your favorite part? What stands out? Probably the small interactions with the characters, which I think in like a big scope movie with so much going on, it's the wheels, it is the flipping off, it's the... Huh, for some reason, I think about Mystique sometimes. I don't know why, but like she stands out. Uh, but kind of like I said, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll go with one of those. One of those funny ones. Like, what do they call you? Wheels? I still say that when I... I mean, I still think that sometimes when I see people in wheelchairs. It's still funny. It's still funny. I've heard it, like, probably a hundred times. It's still funny. I'm terrible. It was an improv line. The original one was like, what do they call you? Baldy? And he, Jackman's like, no, no, no. We must do much better than this. I know I'm not British. I'm Australian. But I can't do an Australian accent, so we'll do this instead. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right. Uh, Yeah, that's it. So... I, my, my least favorite, my most memorable or notable scene was was lame. All right, cool. Let's go with least favorite part of the movie. So we can be a little bit negative here. Jason, what do you like least about this film? Uh, Anna Paquin. Oh, all right. Hold on. She's she's just the worst in this. I mean, I'm sure like she is doing a fine job with the script that's been given to her, but her as a character is just run around, whine, and be complaining and a little creepy and that's, awkward but that's kind of like, rogue's character right is she supposed to be like she can't do the most basic thing like she can't touch another human being we're meant to be tactile right we're meant to be able to hug our loved ones we're meant to be able to shake hands right as a greeting look i mean you know harm that's just a sign of like uh that the handshake comes literally outside of a i don't have a weapon in my hand nice to meet you and she can't have those interactions with her life Mutant powers are supposed to be an allegory for uh, sexuality, um, puberty, right? As we're coming into our sexuality, we change a little bit. That's kind of what that's supposed to be. And hers is literally, what if you could never touch another person? And like, yeah, you like boys, but you can never touch one. And like, you can't even hug. Like, her mom can't even comfort her. Like, she has to yell and scream. So, now... I, I also see that, I mean, she doesn't do the most with it, but it might be a more of a issue of, like, the direction and kind of, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and it just, it's like, so my understanding is the movie starts and she has that first moment of mm-hmm. draining Billy. This is all, and then she goes on the run. Yeah. Like, she's kind of, like, had this traumatic moment and is trying to, like, move past it and find a new place. But she's just, like... It, she 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 acts as if her entire life has been like this when it's really been the past two weeks and it's just like it it just doesn't quite work okay. for it to be like this is her origin story and for her to play it like oh I'm this damsel in distress and I'm just I, I long for just touching someone and you're like cool bro throw on a sweater and fair, like fair, fair. Yeah, make yeah, make yeah. do for the next little bit like so but it, that's that's just my little yeah my little you might be underselling like the wrong. trauma of sucking the life force out of a bo- your boyfriend oh 100 percent, and you don't know what that no. physically entails and i think it was so there's to be, obviously like yeah. a little gray area and like but, in the comics her parents were quite a, her dad was quite abusive towards her right so like she felt like she had to yeah. leave because like because he didn't want a mutant right and like yeah and i think they come that comes up in the second one i think yeah is and they kind of touch on that more i think she's not horrendous like she just doesn't do anything like 
is she the worst? It, I she would, just has nothing yeah. to do. I'll, I'll she, play, her her, her character play, is just be damsel in distress. I'll play devil's advocate. I, I don't think she had a lot to do in this one. She does a little bit more. If you want to be critical of her, like, you could definitely be critical of her in the because I don't think she does jack shit. <laughs> you know, like, that's when I'm starting being like, that's not really what Rogue would do. Like, yeah, she more, right? But I, I get where you're coming. Uh, for myself, the first part of the movie, like, it's not terrible. Again, understanding the climax or the, the, the climate that this movie was born in, uh, they did a pretty good job. Right, they had a limited uh, special effects budget. They couldn't do the big over-the-top things that they probably wanted to at some point, right? But the climax of this movie is so messy. It just it's it. There's full of plot holes. It doesn't make sense. Kind of once they suit up to fight Magneto, the plot just it's it's all over the place, right? They tell jokes. It wasn't that funny. Oh, the Storm Toad fight. Oh yeah, is pathetic. And the yeah. the Toad versus Gene where he just essentially spits stuff on her and yeah. that she's just taken out and useless. Yeah. And onto going and kicking Storm down an elevator shaft, which is, again, so they're on the ground floor and he kicks her in an elevator shaft uh, and then he look, goes over, looks down as if it's a deep elevator shaft and then he grabs the thing and then does his little spinny like thing with it and does his pose. There might and be like a sub-basement. Yeah, but I mean, like, so that's a or one or two floors, yeah. but it's still, it's like, they act as if, like, oh, they're not at the yeah. top of this tower, and she fell many, very far. It's like, they're just, like, logic spots where you're like, why did you do it like that? It, it's not good. It's it's bad. Like, it, it's the dialogue. Like, I mentioned that earlier. Like, she has a, she has a kind of a punchline of, like, the same thing as everything else. Uh, if you want to mention someone who's really bad in this movie for acting, like... Oh, my gosh. Halle Berry. Halle not, Berry. Oh, like, if you would have said yeah. that, I would have been like, I agree with you 100%. Like, she was bad. She was given oh, stuff to do, she, and she didn't She's not good. Well. No. Yeah. Like... No. I, I just had to pick the one that kind of rubs me the, yeah. the most. And it's... <laughs> it's For whatever... Every time I watch it, it's just rogue. It's just like... <sighs> How come... She is just this because cowardly mess. Because you come with baggage into this film, you Rogue is a very strong. She's the strongest X Man, right? She can fly. She has the strength of Superman. She is Marvel. Yeah, but she also is like. But she's also very like, like she's the like civil head, the calm yeah. head sometimes in the room where she can like talk. And, she, and that's where I like. I like they were trying to build her in this and Wolverine's relationship yep. because they, they she she's one of those few people that kind of gets him. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, the, so but, like they kind of took a really strong character and like, what if we just made Rogue Jubilee, right? Because really, she's playing the Jubilee uh, or Kitty Pride, like the young. Um, younger kind of character that the, the kids are supposed to relate to uh, and it doesn't yes. really work well with her character so it's it's more of like the butchering of Rogue's character doesn't yeah. super hold up well right and like versus and, Halle Berry and, is an actual bad actress oh gosh yeah. and every line she delivers just like flatter than all get out yeah so like you know like I understand your criticism but I think it's because you come in with baggage and your expectations for Rogue Rogue is a very strong powerful sexy uh, you know, a female X-Man. Like, if you were to say, oh, my favorite character is Rogue, I'd be like, that makes sense. Like, she's deep. She's got a lot going on. She can't hug people, right? Like, she's been denied so much in her life, but she's still perky. And you're definitely not getting that here. So, again, I, I get that, but it's more of like, I'm, I'm trying to help you, like, edit your take. I'm not trying to, no, like, argue with no, you. I'm no, trying to, like, no, edit no. your take, you know? I, yeah, that's no, fair. I, I, I just... Yeah, there, no. if, if, if not, not for me, 
Yeah, okay. Uh, what else do I have here? Anything else? Uh, there's lots of plot holes. Like, if you want to get super nitpicky about this, it is kind of a messy script and film, and there's lots of issues with it. I, I think it holds up, though, you know, like, for what it is. I, I think, oh, all in all, they did a good job, but, like, there are lots of parts where I'm like, how did Mystique sneak into the school so well? How did they find Rogue? Why would they, how did, you know, how do they know so much stuff? Why didn't they just use uh, Cerebral to, like, check on Sabretooth? Because Sabretooth's probably hanging out with Magneto, like, figure out where they are that way, you know? Yeah, could have been, yeah. ag- again, it's uh, Professor X, and uh, I'll let me give my criticism. Okay. Professor X is always a dick. Yes. He's never actually a good guy, but the st- all the story, like, this movie tries to make him seem like, ma- like you got in your notes, Magneto bad, Xavier good. And you're like, but Xavier's not good. He's kind of a shitty guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got that Batman effect where it's like, I'm not willing to make sacrifices because I don't want blood on my hands. So I'm willing to put blood on other people's hands because it's up to them. Only they can do it. And you're like, bitch, no, you're such an ass. Like, it, mm-hmm. you could, you had the ability to stop Magneto, but instead of stopping Magneto and having, let's say, some blood on your hands and letting some innocents die, you're going to let the, these kids that you're trying to save which are essentially just giant walking human weapons, you're gonna you're willing to sacrifice their lives to go on this mission. And you're like, yeah. What? So you're cool with that, but you're not cool with, oh, okay, it's not you doing the dirty work. It's like, he's just such an ass. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. So uh, criticism, uh, again, we can sit here and pick like a lot of things apart. Overall, I think this movie is very good. It, uh, you know, brought on the, it, it started, the, if, like, if you love the MCU or, you, like, you know, you love your anything movies, right? Like, you're even some of your DC movies you're a fan of. This, this has a lot to do with it. Like, Batman 89 and X-Men were kind of, like, the, like, turning points in, in, in comic book movies, right? So, again, very good. I like them. But, man, like, why, why is Wolverine just all of a sudden, like, okay, I guess I'm a good guy. Like, he's seen some shit, right? Like, he's fighting in bars for money and stuff like that. He has a crappy camper that he stays in. Why isn't he more like, you know, Magneto has a good point, right? Like, you know, I don't think we do this with our, with our, with our words. I think we do this with our fists, right? I mean, it's oh, like, he's protective of Rogue. Like, I understand that's why he's like, I have to save Rogue. I don't care about you guys. I need to save this girl that I've like, that I've like kind of adopted, right? Uh, so criticism myself, like Tyson mentioned, he was reading my notes. This story is very black and white. Magneto bad, Xavier good. But this whole story, that's not the whole story. Magneto is a very, very sympathetic character. What's the first thing we see? We see Magneto as a child being separated from his parents in a concentration camp. Okay, right? Yep. Like, he's seen yep. he's seen literally the worst of humankind. Like, he's seen the worst of humanity. He's lived through that. And then the next scene, he's bad. You know what I mean? Like, and they don't explore it any further. And cool, kudos on this movie to take that step to show this horrific event in human history and tie the x-men into it because that is magneto's origins right um which at this point like he's starting to get like really really old like he's at least 90 so just don't think about the timeline too much and it's fine but you know what i mean like they, they build magneto and they give him sympathy but then he's like oh but bad don't like him right and he has points too like yes Sen- senator kelly has points that i agree with right and like i'm watching this and i'm like you're right we should put something in place to keep tracks on these people you're maybe not doing it the best way and like you have to have some humanity as you're going through these very difficult times like you can't just be black and white 
where, where's the gray, right? Uh, where else? Where else am I going here? Uh, there is also a point that mutants are okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of feel like it's a parable for the civil rights movement, right? And it should be more gray, right? Uh, and I don't know if kind of Singer or Whedon have the chops to tell that story necessarily. Uh, and Hollywood definitely was didn't want it at the time, right? Uh, the involvement of executives trying to sabotage this product—they were just kind of like, okay, we just have to pump something out. You know, you know the comics, you know the cartoons, good, bad. That's an easy story to tell. Let's make it as kind of easy as it to go through, right? Uh, and that's just kind of my criticism is they didn't dive more into the the gray, right? And I'd like to see the X-Men treated with some level of respect and be a little bit deeper, right? Versus just kind of... And you see that a lot with, say, The Boys, right? Like if you've watched that series, that deals a lot with superheroes aren't just good, right yeah there's a lot yeah. of baggage that comes along with these responsibilities and this powers and it's not just super altruistic and self you, you know what i mean like there, there's so much more going on there and it's just kind of a very bland why it was the very first one they got that we were lucky to get it cool great but my criticism is it's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to know a holocaust survivor and then be like ah, and i hate them <laughs> yeah yeah well, and there, it's like there are some I think, crowds you know, of, of bald people out there that you know might might agree with that statement. I, you know what? And that would that would lean more on my point that Professor X is a real bastard. Yeah, you don't have to call. Uh, uh, we don't have to call a name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, no, it's a that's a, that's a funny point. Yeah. But it's, and I think that yeah, you, you make a really good point that it's someone like a. Uh, like singer or Whedon, like it's hard for them to really wrap their heads around these not at all uh, black and white Mm -hmm. um, stories. Like this is a very, and that's where I think like in the comics, it's the medium works a lot better because it's kind of an ever evolving argument Mm -hmm. and, and back and forth. So it's never like a, here's the solution. It's going to work forever. Like eventually in the comics, it's like, Oh, we're just going to move all the mutants to asteroid M. And then essentially it's like, they become this own nation. So Mm -hmm. then all the, or like Avalon, I think Avalon's a a location in the comics, right? That's like a a, a sanctuary for mutants. Right. And sometimes they live well, but it's just, it's about saying it's about being, you know, it's the the hate of humanity, right? It's kind of the, the other, I don't know. It's, and it's well, it's like they can't be reasoned with. Yeah, and it's like it's so like that's, that's the whole argument. It's so like that's they, yeah. So. so this is an interesting starting point, right? Because it'll be interesting to kind of track these issues as we evolve through the film series, right? To kind of keep tabs on: uh, Are they ever getting to this point? Is it always black and white, right? Uh, do they ever show levels of gray? I think they might at some point, right? So that that'll be an interesting running tab. But that's enough for being kind of negative. Oh, look, I even say. Some performance of fall flat cough Halle Berry cough she just yes. didn't really try did she uh praise so other than being a black woman that was her qualification to be storm in the not to diminish and, Halle Berry and hot and hot she is very attractive okay all right uh so then um, finally let's maybe give another negative or do you just want to end no let's praise? get into the praise okay. because I think we're both kind of in the the same mind on this one but why don't you go first uh so this movie I is really really good like i'll even add that extra qualifier of the extra really uh way better than i remember in my mind this is kind of the goofy one and everyone kind of sucks and you know that the anna paquins is a bad actress like i went into this movie thinking she sucks she's fine right uh like wolverine and uh, magnetos are kind of the stars but i think like Stuart paquin they do a fine job in the roles they're given yeah is is professor x a dick yeah but like 
he's acted really, you know, it's performed really well. I understand. I feel like his gravity. I understand when he comes into a room, he owns it, right? Just sitting in a chair, Patrick Stewart can own the whole screen if he wants, right? Um, so, and then again, considering they were being sabotaged by higher ups, I think they did a pretty good, incredible job of creating a comic book movie that holds up today, which is great, uh, right? Because there's comic book movies that are released. There are probably some in theaters right now that you can go watch and you're like, Batman versus Superman jamaican edition like why are they in jamaica you know like i mean like yeah it's it's there's too much now but it's i I think that this movie is really good i really do um and i agree with you does it deserves that really really good um it's especially considering this movie was essentially set up to be to fail like they cut the budget instead of like adding money to the budget where they should um and it's just like this movie wasn't supported by the the studio and it had no right being as good as it is, especially considering the sort like the source material. Like you're dealing with very deep characters with rich, rich histories and they're dealing with the very hard, like really like real problems of human, of humankind Mm -hmm. that we don't have answers to. Like what if people had superpowers? Like, we would want to track the ones that can go nuclear. Like that's just a thing. Very much it's, so. Yeah. Um, it's and to be able to just cram that all into a ninety-minute movie that's watchable and and sets up and you can have a fun time with it. Like rewatching this, I watched it a couple times actually, just to kind of like make sure I kind of like remembered all the little scenes. Or they 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 tried really hard to like mix in as much X Men lore, but keeping the same vibe that you loved. And telling you a good jumping off story because you have to introduce these characters, and I think that the the threat is big enough that, um, and it sets it up that Magneto is willing to go that extra step, mm-hmm. and Professor X and the X Men aren't. They will do what is necessary to save people because that's what's right. And I think that that's kind of like just the underlying thing. And they they nail they nail it. They do a really good job. I can nitpick it because. I'm a I'm an X Men fan, and that's what us fans do. Is well, we, and, we we'll always find. And the that's flaw, one of the things they're they're facing is like we're going to show this to an audience of people that come in with the baggage, right? They have expectations of you know what what how does Storm act? How does she dress? How does what does Rogue do? You know, like you already come in expecting to know the story, and then when they change it, you're like, I don't like this. My biggest criticism of X Men Three is those changes that they make and how they, they, how things play out. And I'm curious to go in kind of with a bit more of a fresh mindset. And I'm not like, like I haven't seen that movie in years. Right. So to go in and yeah. be able to like, just enjoy it as a film. I'm really excited to get to that movie particularly. Right. And just kind of see like what happens when I take the baggage off and just, this is the experience I'm getting. Right. And I leave my expectations at the door. So I'm curious to see. And I, I, I'm critical of Tyson often. And I fight with him, not as badly as I did with raccoon. Welcome to raccoon city. Cause if you want to listen to, um, two men fight about no, like nothing i could post that somewhere <laughs> yeah that's uh you know what if if we ever get to let's say ten thousand subscribers just ask if we'll, you asked i would post it it's one person we'll, we'll post it yeah like it, it's it exists it might be edited but it we ran again ran out of budget let's 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 waste more time yes. and talk anyways uh so let's see praise that's it so that's kind of our end of our review of this podcast and that's what we're going to be getting uh, as we kind of go through it's not an exact one for one we're going to tell you scene for scene what's going on uh, we're going to kind of give you more of an honest to take an approach and kind of i don't know look at kind of weird more specific but that's all i yeah, got we can do a self-reflection after watching the movie we expect that you've watched it yes and this is an opportunity for you to kind of 
ask yourself the same questions that we're asking ourselves and kind of going through this like little analytical process. And it's fun because it's kind of like a, it's, it's kind of, stru- it's structured, but it gives you the ability to kind of like, no, I don't like Anna Paquin in this because and I would, know I don't. Yeah. We'd love feedback. Like go down to her YouTube page, find this video, uh, leave a comment, right? We'll, we'll get a hold of you there. Uh, email us or something like that. Podtano.gmail.com. If you have other, uh, something to say because listening to a podcast is the closest experience of being a ghost that we may ever have you're listening to people have a conversation and you want to interject you want to tell us something but you can't i imagine that's how ghosts oh constantly you know that's a very good way of putting it so i was listening to the one podcast i was listening and it's it's i, I won't mention here if you want again i could tell you off air or something like that but i've, I've been listening to these guys they're pretty good but this one girl was hung up on magneto's plan and she said it's stupid it doesn't make sense how did she know where rogue was well simple she heard about this mutant that could steal their mutants powers sent Sabretooth to her house she has literally a map of her house in louisiana to alaska he's like she's probably there followed the trail and then just kept her eye out for like mutants right like it's not that impossible and she and magneto was going to use rogue to take his powers so she could power the machine because the machine at the greater scale would have killed him Right on a small scale to do a little island like his little base almost killed him. To do a big scale like uh, the Statue of Liberty would have killed him. Right, so it makes sense. But this girl couldn't figure it out, and they spent like five minutes trying to explain it to her and just saying how it was stupid and Magneto's dumb. No, you're dumb. Anyways, uh, anything else with this movie, or do you want to do trivia, a wayback machine, and then end with our cultural significance? Ah, uh, no, let's just get into it. All right, so trivia. Uh, Hugh Jackman took an ice-cold shower every morning to get into character. Uh, Sir Ian McKellen was offered the role of Gandalf after getting this role, and Singer and him had to change the filming schedule so we could make the Lord of the Rings movies. And finally... Well, respect. Yeah. I was like, I know Singer's an asshole, and he like took advantage of a bunch of people, but like... At least we got Lord of the Rings. Imagine if we didn't have Lord of the Rings. Because <laughs> of X-Men, I would be so upset with Singer. Yeah, and you're so like, much... uh, Russell Crowe was Gandalf. And you're like, ugh, son of a bitch. So, <laughs> this is the worst. Yeah, no, so thank you, yeah. uh, Peter Jackson, thanks specifically. And neither Sir Stewart or Sir McKellen knew how to play chess. So in the final scene, they actually had to bring in some grandmasters to teach them how to play chess so they could act in that scene. That's so funny. Yeah. Like... You, you guys have gone your whole lives. You're not young men. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're old and British. How do you not know chess? <laughs> the queen is <laughs> That's what game. I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. So you're, you're might be better at chess than uh, Sir Ian McKellen. Now, now, if Christopher Lee said, I don't know how to play chess, I understand that because that man apparently knows what it sounds like when someone gets stabbed in the back. It's like, yeah, yeah. He was doing other things. When he was working as a secret agent and, like, slitting people's throats. Yeah, it was different. Anyways. Yeah. If he didn't know how to play chess, I understand it. And I included that note because I know Tyson likes chess and I thought he'd find that funny. But. I I do. (laughs) So we're going to do kind of an abridged Wayback Machine here. Uh, Yeah. I'm only going to play sound clips if it's necessary. So what's going on with the X-Men? I I quickly did this. I didn't know what was going on with the comics at some point. Tyson, if you want to take that over in the future, so just find the dates that the X-Men movies came out and then kind of maybe like do a little bit of a comic run. You were good on previously on X-Men for that. Uh, And yeah, I can do that on the cart TV wise. We're getting X-Men evolution premiering in November of this year. So it's kind of in the zeitgeist. Nothing for this one, though. Tyson can tell you about it next, in a month. Come back and listen yeah. to us in a month. Okay, I'll, ca- I'll catch us up. Although, 
I guess off the top, I mentioned I should have mentioned that this show is technically due January sixth, according to our two week cycle. It's now coming out on the eleventh or twelfth of January because budget. There you go. Uh, on the Simpsons was season ten, episode twenty two, behind the laughter. So it's a parody of VH1's Behind the Music. Sees the unofficial history of the Simpsons. Uh, also on TV, we could see Gilmore Girls, Malcolm Middle, Curb. CSI, Andromeda, uh, Cartoons was Danny Phantom, Avatar, Teen Titans, Foster's Home for Imaginary Beings, Samurai Jack, Ben 10, and Courage the Cowardly Dog. Nice. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's not bad. We might also be doing a, a 2000 year on our next show in like less than a week, like or less than two weeks. Uh, so I don't want to beat head. Uh, top movies that came out this week. Uh, so this week we saw nothing. Cool. Uh, still in theaters though. Could be Scary Movie, Perfect Storm, The Patriot, me, myself, and Irene, Gone in 60 Seconds, and Big Mama's House. So the fact that we saw a scary movie in theaters, and you saw, well, half of that, and you saw half a perfect storm, it's weird that we never saw the X-Men, right? Yeah, yeah, and I saw Gone in 60 Seconds maybe at a kid's Christmas or birthday party. Yeah, Because yeah. he was big into cars. But, like, so, oh. like, there is a chance that in our, and, like, based on the theater in Cranbrook that we went to, there's a chance we did see this in theaters. It's interesting, yeah. right? Okay. And if yeah. you waited a week or two, you could have seen Pokemon 2000, What Lies Beneath, Nutty Professor 2, Coyote Ugly, and Space Cowboys. So it was that Weird. summer. It was the cow, cow, or Coyote Ugly summer. Oh, so, uh, we were working on a roof in Sparwood. Yep. There you, there you go. go. There you go. It so, all makes sense. Uh, so then top video games that came out this summer, or this month, were Dark Rain 2, Red of Fire, Strider 2, Spirit of 19, or Spirit of Speed, 19. This was the same summer as Mario Tennis. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes go. sense. All right, all right. And then uh, this movie, uh, then sorry, in the top three songs, according to the Billboard charts, do you li- want to listen to the number three song, which was Maria Maria by Santana? No? Okay. Uh, no, no. All right. How no. about the number two song was Smooth by Santana? I want to listen to it. I don't know if we have time. <laughs> and yeah, finally, yeah. the number one song was Breathe by Faith Hill. There you go. Cool. Oh, yeah. Um, wow, two Santana songs in the top. Again, you know. Of 2000. So that, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, you know how I do this. So, all right. So then uh, that's it. Yeah, stupid time. God damn. I hate, I hate time as a concept. All right. So then uh, cultural significance. So normally in the past, I've done big overarching, uh, like, the theses, and we've looked at way different elements. I don't know. I don't know what to do. And I was like, what, how do you tie all weird elect X-Men, all the X-Men movies together that go from like weird origin movies. And we're going to include the Deadpool's franchise at some point. How do you do it? And I thought, you know, it'd be fun. What if we kept a tally on how well the characters do over the movie? So for this movie series, uh, we're just going to keep that running tally. We're going to rank our top five X-Men slash villains on a five point scale. So uh, our character that is number one gets five points. The character who's five gets one point. So it's just an inverse. And we're just going to keep tabs on how they do. I might even do like a weighted system. So like based on the number of movies you're in, how well does your score do, right? So Wolverine, if you're not hitting number one or two, your average is going to come down versus say uh, a rogue who's only in like three films, maybe four or something like that, right? So like her weighting is going to be a little different overall. Uh, And then that's it. And we can rank them on anything. So we can explain them, It's maybe how well they're acted, maybe a cool use of their powers, a unique way that their powers are used, right? Um, maybe a hysterical moment that just makes them stand out. And you're like, that guy falling down was the best thing, right? Like That's fair. Watching... I went with the kind of importance to the story. Okay, cool. And like, that's fair. I kind of like sent you a text. This is how I'm ranking it. And if you choose to rank them in the future, 
it's not something these aren't the best they're not the greatest they're not your personal favorite <clears throat> listener that's listening to them i'm not attacking you for not putting your favorite guy at the top this is my ranking tyson's is his ranking and eh, we'll have fun with it so we're gonna start at the bottom of the list number five tyson who is your fifth ranked x person uh i got mystique okay yeah that um she's She's kind of like essentially the Swiss Army knife for Magneto's team. Yeah. Like she sabotages Rogue to leave. She sabotages Professor X so they can't track him. She's probably and uh, or she she does a lot of infiltrating. She she stalls the entire X Men team by herself for longer than than Toad and and bloody uh, yeah. Sabretooth. It's like she without her. I don't think Magneto has such an easy time. Great costume. They actually didn't do any... Uh, oh, yeah. Apparently she filmed lots of the sequences by herself because they wanted to... Uh, so there's some quote somewhere I found when I was doing research that Rebecca Romaine basically was off to the side. They put her in her makeup because they wanted to keep it a mystery up until the reveal of the actual movie and the material. So she doesn't act in a lot of scenes with people. There's a lot of scenes when yeah. you see Mystique, she's by herself because literally she filmed the whole movie by herself. And that was it. And Brian yeah. Singer. So imagine you being alone in a blue bodysuit with Brian Singer. <laughs> poor lady. Yeah, very poor lady. She she deserves more more higher praise on this list than being I, just being I, five I, now. I know. I like. I feel bad for not including her because of her involvement. But uh, I went for myself. Cyclops. Uh, he kind of gets a shaft the rest of the series. I don't know if he'll get another point the rest of the run. He, like, randomly shows up as a teenager in movies he shouldn't appear in, but whatever. Uh, but the way that he kind of eliminate him at the end, so they tie up all the X-Men in the top of the Statue of Liberty, and they just take his uh, visor off is pretty neat. And then uh, at some point, Jean picks up her visor and says, Scott, just trust me, uh, points it and blasts Sabretooth. I think that's really cool, so that's why he got his one point there. On to number four. Who do you have? I got I got Jean Grey. Right. Jean Grey. Um, she's kind of and well she takes over the beast medical role but she has a she kind of has to establish the emotional contact with wolverine um she yeah she, she seems to be she's actually useful um mm-hmm. unlike the the show where she tends to do one thing faint she has lots of times where she's uh, controlling Toad while <laughs> Professor X controlled Sabretooth. Like, she's doing yeah, yeah. little things. And it, without, when Professor X goes down, um, she takes over Cerebro and she finds out where Rogue, where they're holding Rogue so they can keep uh, keep going. It's like, without literally Jean Grey, they're literally lost with lost in the woods right now. Okay. So, um, that that's, she gets mine. What's your four? At four, I have Professor X. I thought it just his portrayal was excellent, right? Like, oh, I think of Professor X, I kind of think of Patrick Stewart, right? We've had, uh, he's in multiple iterations of the cartoon, right? Um, he's had tons of iterations across comics, right? Wherever you kind of want to put him. Uh, but Patrick Stewart, in my mind, is kind of Charles Xavier, right? More than maybe even like a James McAvoy. I just feel like he's such a strong portrayal of, it essentially equates to kind of being a dick, but he basically was a comic book character brought to life and he didn't do it. He but made it very serious, right? Makes it his own. So that's why he gets my number four ranking. I think Tyson might have him higher on the list. So I'm going to just move to my number three, which is Wolverine. Now, why is he so low? I, his portrayal works. Uh, his healing abilities work really well. He gets the best line in the movie. What do they call you? Wheels, right? Uh, but I I don't know. He didn't jump out 
which is a lie. Really, it should be Wolverine. I put him at three because I'm a, I don't know, I'm a dick. <laughs> Who do you have at number three? Uh, I got Professor X. Okay. Like, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Like, um, I want to call him Captain Picard. Um, he does. He, uh, what's his name? Number two. Uh, <laughs> why can't I think of bloody what's his name? Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Thank you. Sorry, out Sir Patrick Stewart. Sir Patrick Stewart. Um, Patrick Stewart does a great job. Where it's like, as soon as we knew that there was going to be an X Men movie, we all were like collectively like, it needs to be Patrick yeah. Stewart. And considering he's reprised the role in multiple other movies, and he does come back, and he even was bloody still taking up the role in, in um, Doctor Strange in the Universe of Madness. Yeah. Like, he's still there. Yeah. He's, like, obviously he, like, and appreciates the part. He took it seriously. It's not just the, hey, Halle Berry, you want a paycheck? Um, kind of role like obviously he cares about the character and he had some gravitas w- with it yeah. and I think he brought some legitimacy to to it and he did it with a lot of grace I mean I may not like the character Professor X but I damn respect um, Patrick Stewart nice so. okay sweet uh, and then we're on to our last two so these are worth four and five points respectively Tyson who's getting f- uh, four points and is in your number two spot I got Magneto. Um, Sir Ian McKellen nails it. He has a very... He's not like Magneto has like in the comics or the cartoon. He's very like ripped, but everybody's bloody mm-hmm. ripped. Even, even uh, Professor X has like a six pack. It's just it's just a thing of comics. Yes. So I, I don't knock him for not having the physique because he has the gravitas of every scene where like... If the when he's holding up like Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, and he's like, he's like, oh, that's a fascinating metal. Mm-hmm. Does it go through your entire body? And you can see him just like that. That's that's terrifying because yeah, yeah. we know it's like that's literally embedded with his bones. It, he's just literally digging in this man's body to rip the metal from his flesh. It's like that's that's horrifying. And he's just like, no, no, I'm gonna go do these things because this is what needs to be done. He's better matter of fact, mm-hmm. like. His uh, it's very cool. Like he, every every scene he's in, your eyes capture it. He he takes it very serious. And like I mean, the one uh, scene, your your favorite scene about the or the most notable scene to you with the all the guns. Yeah, it's like I can't catch them all. Like what are you gonna do? It's like that is such an evil bastard move to be like, okay, well here's a catch twenty two. You can sure kill me because I can't stop you right now. But all these other people are going to die. So best let me go. Yeah, and go. it's like very cool. Yeah. So nice. okay. what's your number two? Uh, for myself, I put rogue. I, she spoke to me. Like I really liked, I, I kind of dug what she was feeling. Again, I took, took my baggage, my expectations. I left them at the door. I went into the room. I went to watch the movie. Uh, her, her stealing powers is really effective, right? Like she plays kind of very uh, naive. Uh, it's, it's scary, right? Kind of what she's going through. She kind of is very unsure and she's kind of has a brooding nature, Right. And I thought it was done very well in this movie. And I thought it wasn't one of the standouts, right? Like going back and watching again, I was like, wow, I kind of remember hating Anna Paquin and her performance with Rogue. But like, 
it, it's it, it's good. I thought it was above average enough to give her two. Now, I also know how the rest of the movie series goes and how terrible some people go. So I might have bumped up a like a Cyclops. Did he get pity points for me? Yes. Did Rogue get pity points from me? Yes. Does Wolverine not need the, to be the number one character now because he's probably the number one character in like the rest of the series? Yes. So my rankings may reflect the rest of the series and like my expectations not just this movie so i kind of cheated uh but that's that and then at number one i also have magneto uh performance is great tyson hit it on the head i love the bullet scene i love him ripping the train apart i don't know if he uses his powers to like power things so often like i didn't know that was really a thing so i guess that was kind of like a interesting take but other than that yeah like tyson kind of said everything why magneto's great he's great uh not done could have done He's more interesting than he was in this movie, but still pretty interesting. Tyson, who is your number one and gets your five points? Well, it's my my my, my boy uh, Hugh Jackman. I gave it to Wolverine because he is the breakout star in this this movie, and I think that um, he is the driving force for everything. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he's the kind of like linchpin, and I, I like that he's the one. Well, he's the one willing to do the the dangerous stuff, like. Okay, you, t- you want to toss me over it? You want to toss me for it? It's like, well, I'm probably going to throw you over. It's like, okay, well, Gene, can you maybe stabilize me? And I mean, if you if, if she misses, <laughs> you, you still get your shot at it. Well, I mean, it's like, you could say that's heroic, but also, like, he has, he's not going to break bones and he heals, so. Oh, 100%. That's why he kind of has, like, yeah. a very... But it's like, hey, if, if you miss, you still get another shot. But, like, I can... I can potentially go up there and stop this right now yeah. so you don't have to like so anyways I, I just i like it i think he does a really good job he, he he's uh i i mean yeah from a strictly character point yeah he is definitely he deserves it. i did not give him the ranking because i know what's coming in the future and maybe i wanted to keep his average lower i'll keep it interesting otherwise if he just he finishes the series as a five you're like well that was boring <laughs> Well, everybody, let's just say I'm trying my best here. All right. I'm, I'm going to do the honest work, and I'm going to try to give Hugh Jackman the five that he deserves. And I'm all... secretly pulling the, the strings behind the scenes because we have lines in Vegas on who's going to win this at the end of the year. And I'm secretly trying to pull. I'm like, uh, I'm the mafia, basically. I'm rigging this contest to try and take your money. Yeah, so, so the, the, the over-under is, what, five? It's probably like, and you're, you're, yeah. you're four and a half. Probably like four. We'll call it four. I'm, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get uh, take the money on the under. So exactly, yeah. exactly. Cool, yeah. awesome. So with that that wraps up our first show of the year. So happy news, and uh, we're in about uh, like I said, less than two weeks. Whatever day that is, it's like maybe the twentieth or something like that uh, to a number show, and then we're back with X Men, and then we've got other stuff. Poof, good times. So uh, did we miss anything? Uh, well, I missed the X-Men comics update, but we'll give you that one in the next one. So, uh, look forward to it. Yeah. It's weird that I, the notes I did like 17 hours before we recorded this podcast, I didn't up tell you what to do. Strange. (laughs) It's it's almost like we were rushed, but speaking of time, um, I I think that's, that's goodbye everybody. Yeah. Goodbye guys.